This is the Morning Press, a BrainIron.com production. Here's 11 minutes or so of news for today, Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. The House Homeland Security Committee is meeting today to discuss the potential impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. A full House vote on the matter could come as early as next week, and a successful impeachment would mark just the second time in U.S. history that a member of a president's cabinet was impeached. Mayorkas is accused in the impeachment articles of, quote, willfully and systematically refusing to comply with federal immigration laws, end quote, and engaging in willful obstruction of congressional oversight of his department. Mayorkas pushed back on the effort, essentially saying that he hasn't, in fact, done the things of which he is accused. A brief historical aside. In 1876, William Belknap, President Ulysses S. Grant's Secretary of War, was unanimously impeached by the House of Representatives on charges of corruption and abuse of power. Belknap, working with his wife, awarded the rights to operate military trading posts to an associate who provided the couple with substantial kickbacks. Shortly before the House was to vote on his impeachment, Belknap rushed to the White House and submitted his resignation to President Grant before bursting into tears. The House impeached him anyway, and in the Senate trial that followed, House managers insisted that he must not escape justice simply because he'd left office. More than half the Senate voted to convict, but fell short of the necessary two-thirds majority required for conviction. Thus, the only cabinet secretary in history to be impeached was not convicted by the Senate. Belknap's troubles were just one example of many that contributed to the public perception that Grant's administration was corrupt, and though Grant was never directly implicated in any of the scandals personally, he was generally seen as being too loyal to obviously guilty friends and unwilling to confront corruption in his midst. Grant declined to run for an unprecedented third term in part because of this perception, and the presidential election of 1876 was a contest between Grant's Republican successor, the party-chosen Rutherford B. Hayes, and Democrat Samuel Tilden, who ran as an anti-corruption reformist crusader on a reputation secured by his successful campaign against Boss Tweed in New York. The 1876 presidential election, one of the most contentious in American history, suffused with widespread fraud, disenfranchisement, and violence, rife with Democratic accusations of systemic Republican corruption and Republican accusations that the Democrats were a bunch of leftover Civil War traitors, saw Tilden receive a majority of the vote, but ultimately lose to Hayes following a lengthy series of machinations and apparent compromises in Congress. Some historians believe that a compromise was reached to end Reconstruction to satisfy the Democrats in return for allowing the Republican Hayes to ascend to the presidency, while others insist that there is not enough evidence that such a deal was explicitly made. It was a full-on constitutional crisis, with Congress essentially having to reinvent the rules for determining the presidency on the fly as Inauguration Day rapidly approached. Whether the Compromise of 1877 actually happened or not, Reconstruction came to a quick end, ushering in the era of Jim Crow and systemic racial segregation that would define the country for much of the next century. That's the context in which the United States found itself the last time Congress went about impeaching a cabinet secretary. 
Vivek Ramaswamy, who dropped out of the Republican presidential nominating contest and endorsed former President Donald Trump shortly before the Iowa caucuses earlier this month, and is expected to likely play a role in a potential second Trump administration, suggested in a post on Twitter that the Super Bowl will be rigged in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs ahead of a predicted presidential endorsement for Joe Biden by famous pop star Taylor Swift and her boyfriend, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, all apparently orchestrated by George Soros. Ramaswamy followed up his post with the following, quote, What the mainstream media calls a conspiracy theory is often nothing more than an amalgam of incentives hiding in plain sight. Once you see that, the rest becomes pretty obvious, end quote. A brief editorial aside, have you ever played Boggle? But instead of using the traditional cubes with different letters on them, you just gaze into a big old bowl of SpaghettiOs. And instead of trying to connect the adjacent letters to create words and score points, you just kind of imagine the potential of all the possible different words that might be spelled by a bowl of letters like this one. A functionally endless amalgam of potentialities that could spill forth from the goopy morass, if only you were smart enough to see the hidden connections. And if you could begin to string together word after word into sentence after sentence, what truths might be revealed about the intentionality behind the sickly sweet, gelatinously cooling, definitely not random slop of pasta letters? If you could see the world as it really is, you'd know that whoever filled that can of SpaghettiOs at the factory wasn't just some hourly wage slave marking time until lunch, but was an agent of the resistance, filling this can just for you, a noodly Rosetta Stone for deciphering the truths that they have fought so hard to keep from you. Here is a bowl of lunch, your stupid animal brain says to you, lying. No, here is a bowl that contains... Potentially, if you are able to quiet the hunger that gnaws at you, the secrets of the universe, hiding in plain sight. What the mainstream media calls a conspiracy theory is nothing more than an acknowledgement that every single aspect of reality that happens outside the bounds of your uniquely self-determined consciousness is controlled and manipulated by oppositional, malevolent forces operating in their own self-interest. Once you see that, the rest becomes pretty obvious. In briefer news, Hamas and Israel are said to be in negotiations that could bring an extended pause in fighting to the war-ravaged Gaza Strip and allow for the return of more Israeli hostages. But Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu also reiterated that troops would not leave Gaza until they achieved total victory over Hamas. Democratic Representative Cori Bush of Missouri is being investigated by the Department of Justice over whether she misappropriated campaign funds when she paid out money to her now husband for what she says was personal security services. Anchorage, Alaska has received over 100 inches of snow already this winter, achieving the century mark earlier than any previously recorded year. And finally, new data from soil sediment study by the Mars rover Perseverance has confirmed that there was once, perhaps three billion years ago, water flowing freely in rivers on the Red Planet, lending more credence to the idea that Mars was once wet, warm, and potentially harbored at least ancient microbial life.
In figure skating news, Russian skater Kamila Valieva was officially disqualified from the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, nearly two years after she helped her Russian team achieve first place in the team figure skating event. The failed drug test dates back to December 25, 2021, and a sample she gave after winning the Russian national competition the day before. Because of a backlog at the testing lab, the sample was not tested and the results not made public until after the team competition at the Olympics had already concluded. The revelation of the failed test led to no medals being awarded for the team competition, while the International Olympic Committee and the International Skating Union attempted to investigate. The investigation has finally reached its conclusion, with the Court of Arbitration for Sport deciding to disqualify Valieva for four years, backdated to her positive test on Christmas of 2021. This means that the U.S. 2022 figure skating team, which had finished second in Beijing at the time, will receive the gold medal in what the IOC says will be a, quote, dignified Olympic medal ceremony, end quote, at some point in the near future. Japan will move up to second place and the silver medal, while Russia, with Valieva's scores excluded, drops to the bronze. Canada, which finished fourth in Beijing, remains in fourth place in the updated rankings, still medalless. On this decidedly less than stellar date in human history, January 30th, 1933, Adolf Hitler was appointed Chancellor of Germany, putting the Nazis at the head of a coalition government that would, over the course of the next 18 months or so, transform itself into a totalitarian dictatorship with Hitler as its supreme commander. Also on this date, in 1945, a Soviet submarine fired three torpedoes into the German military transport ship, the Wilhelm Gustloff, killing nearly 10,000 people, the vast majority of them civilians, the deadliest single ship sinking in history. In 1948, on January 30th, 78 years old Indian spiritual and political leader Mohandas Gandhi was assassinated by a Hindu nationalist who believed Gandhi had been too accommodating to Pakistan during the previous year's partition. In 1968, the Viet Cong launched a sneak attack against South Vietnam and American forces that would come to be known as the Tet Offensive. And, in 2020, the Centers for Disease Control confirmed the first known case of person-to-person -person transmission of COVID-19 in the United States, when a man whose wife had recently returned from Wuhan, China, caught the virus from her. And it's a parade of horribles on the birthday list, too. A happy 83rd birthday to former Vice President Dick Cheney. A happy 62nd birthday to King Abdullah II of Jordan. House Speaker Mike Johnson is turning 52 today. And of course, let's not forget Phil Collins. The famous English drummer turns 73 today. Now, here's a look at the weather. Today is a day like every other. It started with a blank page, and I have filled that page and many more, but never enough. Tomorrow we'll offer another blank page. Quite literally, this is not a metaphor. And I will try to fill those pages up, too. I have been rocketing around the sun as a discrete human consciousness and individual for 41 years now, and hope to continue to do so for at least that long again. 
I am relieved every day for the blank page before me, and largely dismissive of all the pages I have filled to this point, filled as they were, seemingly by someone else, with something else to say. The moment-to-moment coherence of this experience is all that I can rely on to prove that I am still who I was before, along with the reinforcement of that fact by the various people in my life who keep calling me by that name, who find me to be reliably who I was the last time they checked in. The thrill of that blinking cursor, the promise of another word, the way the filled page offers proof of life, but only for a moment, because before you know it, the proof is past, and here we are, now. Here is the promise of today, a day like every other, that started with a blank page, and if I'm lucky, will offer another tomorrow. A year older, a day older, but even that just context, even that just a story, a narrative to justify the moment, when all that is really needed is right here, blinking at the top of another blank page, this moment, unique again in all of human experience, and then gone. Because yesterday was never enough, and there is no such thing as tomorrow. There is only the blank page. That's the weather from here. How's it look out your window? The Morning Press is a production of the BrainIron.com multinational media empire. Please direct comments and complaints to brainironpodcast at gmail.com. For a transcript of today's episode and links to the stories referenced, find The Morning Press at brainiron.substack.com, where, if you would like to support this and the other podcasting and blogging endeavors of the BrainIron.com media empire, you can also become a paying subscriber. If you can think of anyone else who might enjoy whatever it is we're up to around here, please consider sharing. Thanks, and barring the sudden onset of the inevitable, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The proceeding was created with 100% human content.